This is In the Shadows Podcast. Lots of cigar talk, but if it's going on in the world, we'll be talking about that too. And by the way, the fellows don't shy away from controversial topics. Trust me. So grab that stick, kick back with your favorite drink, and let's do the thing. This is the In the Shadows Podcast. Now your hosts, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin, along with Albert, Martine, and Eric. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shadow Sports Legion in the Shadow Podcast. And I'm your host, Tony the Soy Sauce Assassin. And today we have the usual crew, of course, Albert and uh, Eric. Eric. And then we have Martin and Maya. So today, the topic I want to talk about uh, is how much does a video review influence your decision of buying cigars okay so do you like you know think about this right when before you buy a cigar you might see a you know online review half wheels or whatnot and like reviewers talking about cigars right and like how much of that influence you whether or not you want to buy a cigar like you know with the, and whether or not that increase um you are, I, I guess, willingly to pay more for a certain cigar because it has been reviewed, has been buzzed about, and something like that. Okay. I vote Eric first. So, <laughs> so, so, so we go with, yeah, well, no, we got to go with Martin first. Wow, oh, son of a bitch. You talk while I'm talking, so you got to go first. Don't you well, get home? If it's Eric's review. If it's Eric review, then I'm probably not going to buy it. Okay. I'm not the one with I mean, that's the probably taste because you're smoking all these fucking expensive ass cigars. I'm not right. the only one. Right. But like, you know, like I'm saying overall, right? Think about the cigars that you bought. How many of that is actually because somebody buzzed about it. Somebody talked about it. Somebody, you know, did a write up or a review about it. Mm, half wheel. I think I would buy them more. I'd be more inclined to buy something if it was from half wheel. Like if they did a report on it or like a new cigars coming out or whatever. Um, not so much reviews. I don't read reviews. I don't, I mean, Eric knows I don't watch reviews <laughs> or at least don't watch Eric's reviews. Um, I don't watch anybody's reviews, but, um, no, like I do, I do keep up sometimes with half wheel. Uh, so like new stuff coming out, I'll, if I see it, I'll know what it is. I'll pick it up. I'll grab it. Um, so yeah, that's me. Well, how about this? Like, you know, let's say a cigar was $20. Okay. You walk by it. It's $20. And you're like, nah, $20. I don't want to buy it. Would going home, reading, found out there was a write up from, you know, half wheel or whatever. And said, "No, this cigar is good." Would that convince you to spend the twenty dollars? No, because I don't. Re- I don't read the review. Okay. Then what did All you right. look at Half Wheel for? So I look at Half Wheel to see new cigars coming out, um, blend sizes, uh, the blend of the cigar. That's what I read Half Wheel for. Head news. So if there's like a twenty dollar cigar with the blend that you're looking for, would you go buy it? That's the kind of same thing. Like if you're viewing, yeah, I'd buy it. Okay. Well, how about Albert? Um, you know, you're more representing the average Joes. Uh, what you know does that kind of stuff influence you to buy a cigar? I think a few years ago, 
perhaps it would influence me to some degree to go and buy a cigar that I saw on a review. Uh, but I've gotten to a point where I really don't watch a lot of reviews anymore. Uh, if I do, it will be, I'll, I'll search for a particular cigar that I might want to smoke or consider smoking just to get a feel for what it might be about. I'll tell you what influences me more is word of mouth from other people like friends and, um, you know, posts that I see in, in, in the group I'm in or, you know, friends with where they're posting some stuff they're they're smoking. And I tend to kind of ask a little bit about it from them so I can get a better idea before I go, you know, pay the money for it. So that's, you know, trying to think, does, does a cigar review influence me? Perhaps to some degree, just because they're, you know, they're, they're, they're showing what's out there. Maybe it's the latest and greatest kind of thing. But for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm not really let that decide if I'm about a $20 cigar. Let's put it that way. That, that's, they're not probably going to upsell me. Okay. They might so give me a smoking cigar that, that I haven't had. You're basically saying that review isn't going to influence but, you. Uh, in terms of buying cigar nowadays, rather, you know, if a, a, a friend or group member or whatnot smoked a cigar that might have intrigued you, that, that does more influence than a review or a, a write-up, something like that. Right. And, and I think, you know, when you start thinking about people who watch reviews, there I've figured out that there's a couple reasons why people, at least that I've seen, will watch a review. And just talking with different people and why they watch reviewers the personality is, is something that they're just entertained with or they, they find some value in in how that person thinks and interesting things or funny things they say or you know whatever their their particular style is of review so that that could be a reason why someone will follow somebody but in terms of you know as as i have learned more about cigars learned more about what i like and I've developed a, a, you know, the variety that I'm comfortable with. Then I'm really not seeking out advice from other other people and, and, and people that I don't know because I may or may not necessarily know their palate. So it's it's informational, but it's not. I don't think it's influential. Let's put it that way. So experience um, basically has removed the needs for uh, for actual write up or reviews for you, basically. You know, because you know now you know what you like, and then you're seeking those what you like anyway. So right. you didn't need anybody to kind of tell you, "Oh, this one's pretty good. Go try that." Basically, right. But I will maybe see a new cigar like off half will because I do look at that periodically, and then I will maybe seek out a review that someone has done on that cigar just to get an idea. But but again, I'm. I'm how much I trust it and whether or not I'll just, you know, run out and grab it. That's, that's, I, I don't think that really dictates that too much. Okay. All right. How about Eric? Well, I review cigars, so I'm going to buy them no matter what. <laughs> right. But some of the cigar that I really do get interested in and like if they're new and I didn't have a chance to get them yet, or I don't see them or it just passed over my head. I do see like other oh, review reviewed it. And it doesn't influence me anything. It's just that I'm going to go get it myself anyway. But I just want to see what other people take on it as well. And if it's good, great. But then it's sometime it's just overhype. 
you know it's like damn really <laughs> so yeah and i do watch like older cigars that get reviewed with new reviewer coming in i watch that a lot because new the new cigars i could literally get it myself but there's some old ones like you have tony some some of them you can't fucking find them so somebody got a review on let me know about it or i usually watch review that cigars that i can't get pretty much and it just makes me want to get it more because i just want to smoke one because i don't have it right okay. but it doesn't influence me to get it well it does kind of influence like, me to get it at the same time I don't know what that one is. Wanderlust. The Wanderlust. I have no idea that is. It's a German exclusive. That's not really helping the the, the listeners because they can't see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're talking about it. I don't know. I, you know, it's just something that I can't get my hand. Yes, I want to get my hand on it. I, and I do watch people review it and it just make me want it more and more. But once I get it, it's then if it's good, then I'm kind of screwed at the same time. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's my take on reviewers. And yes, I do watch them. And I do like to support my friends that do reviews and stuff. You know, I I, I support them that way. Not like somebody. So, Trent, know? I got a question. Shut up. I got, I got a question. So, exclusive cigars, like out-of-the-country cigars, do you go out of your way to get shit like that? It, yeah, if I can. You know, if I have a chance, yes. Like, let's say... Like with the Placencia, it was like a um, exclusive to a country or whatever. If would you got to go, would you go out and get it if you could find it? If I get a chance to go, yeah. Or if I got a friend that goes, yes, I would Mm -hmm. tell him to go get it for me or help me go get it if he can, you know, time or stuff like that to spend, right? But yes, is my goal is to smoke every cigar out there. Dude, there's so many though. Exactly. You know, and there's some of them that's hype. I, mean, I, I would like to have it, be, you know, before it died out or something. I want to see what's what's the hype about as well. How long have you been smoking cigars? Seven years. I mean, there's in just those seven years, there's a lot of shit that came out that I'm sure you haven't smoked yet. Exactly. But then but, there's some of them that, I, that they come out that doesn't interest me, so I don't really want it, right? Like I don't want. Are you are you more interested in like the the new stuff coming out or like the old stuff that's been already reviewed and you know is gonna be good because it's been out for a while. Oh, I'm interested in both. Like if I don't have the old ones, I would like to have the old one. And the new one is easier to get because it's new, it's more abundance, right? I'm not talking about the old like, core line, right? Old. Like, let's say you were able to get, like, a, one of the, like, a 10-year-old Liga Privada uh, T-52 or number nine. Would you be It doesn't be matter. I, I, I got in... the, uh, No, it doesn't matter to me because I got those in my humidor. Yeah, this about the, the Liga nine and, yeah, about the Liga nine and T-52. I already have them. They're not new to me. You know what I mean? They're, they've been out. Okay, you know been the problem with that, with the seeking out old cigars is, is that... By the time you get it, they might not be the same one that people review about. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, just find like Liga Night, right? Yeah. Somebody, if somebody had a someone uh, one of the Liga Night is from long, long time ago, they decided to take it out and smoke it and review it, and you go get it in the shop tomorrow, it's not going to be the same one. Right. right? That's, that's that's one of the problems. And, you know, different year has a, like a different crop. So they are slightly different by a little bit. 
and you know they might not give the same experience this is why i ask whether or not those things influence you i i mean i look at reviews right but like i i would look at the review not for what they feel about it rather i want to see the box i want to see the cigar i want to see how it looks like let's see if it interests me right if it doesn't interest me by just the look i usually won't get it but if it interests me by just the look i will go get it you know so like their that opinion uh of the notes that they tasted it, it didn't influence me that much what influenced me is the presentation how the, it looks like when people are smoking it how much smoking is coming out of it and you know from there it can judge whether or not the price uh make any difference to me let me let me ask a question would you guys be more inclined to or do you think it's a good idea if let's say you have Placencia, just for calling a name out there. If Placencia, because you know every year the crop is different. Would you be more inclined to buy a cigar that they release that's like regular production that is marked like for that year? Like let's say they come out with the Alma Fuerte 2023 because the crop's going to be different every year. So you know, oh, I haven't tried it this year. Let me try it again. I mean, it's not going to change much, but you're going to have like different. It's not going to be the same, but it'll be similar. And why don't you just buy and age it yourself? No, that, that will piss me off. That, that kind of thing will piss me off. It's like buying wine, right? If you find one year that's particularly good, you'll go crazy searching for that one year. Yeah. Would you be, would you wouldn't be more inclined to buy something like that? I would definitely not no, even going to really get myself can. into that. Yeah, if somebody put a year on there and I know exactly which year tastes best, I'll go crazy searching it. I'll never find it. I'm going to be very disappointed. Every other year will be compared to that one specific year. That's not a good way to to do this hobby. I think you should be able to enjoy it regardless what year it is. And once you know that information, it hurts. I, th- I think they do that already with the limited editions and they, the... Editions, especially you know the edition twenty twenty three, twenty twenty two, they do that already. They do the, the short runs, for example, are I, I most likely crop related or a certain bundle. So I think you see that already. I think it's just we're not we're not seeing it in the same way, maybe as wine is, etc. But I don't know how how crazy you'll go, Tony, because if you you already run into that situation now where there's some blends that go away that they aren't available anymore. And yeah, if you think about this way, okay, let's say uh, you get one year in limited, uh, limited edition, that's not going to come on the next year. It's not going to be the same stuff. It's not limited edition. If you see the next year, right? Limited editions are one year, one year out. And that's how it, it's supposed to be. You know, it's going to taste different. You know what you're looking for. Right. If you find the one that's next year, you know that it's not the same stuff because it's a, it's a different release, right? But if you get the same stuff, I'm talking about the same stuff. Core line, let's say core line Habano, right? Like uh, um, the for six argument, Casa uh, Cueva core line Habano. If you said this crop is produced November of 1995 or whatever, <clears throat> and then every month after that is bad. Well, it's not as good. You gotta go out and seek that November nineteen ninety five, and you will stop buying any boxes that's not. You go to other store, flip through all the boxes just to find that year. That's gotta hurt sales. That's gotta I hurt. The, I don't know. The I don't know. Itself. See that? I don't know. So, I don't know. I see it that way. I think 
Oh, people like I mean, me. I, well. I think that's a little too granular. Was too granular for it to be. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to happen anyway. I don't think they'll put the vintage on on the cigars, etc. But um, but I have heard where they do have to adjust the blends a little bit over time because they try to keep it. <coughs> They try to keep it t- uh, tasting the same way, smelling. You know, they, they try to keep those elements from when it when it was first, you know, produced. And so but they try to get as as close as possible. Nature. Right? Just just like the you know, your right. your your blended whiskeys and bourbon and stuff like that. They blend it in just so that it tastes the same thing, right? And because of that, right. you get very close. But like I like say like the way I I say it is like the wine, right? When it comes to wine, you'll look for a specific year, specific vineyard, specific things because that kind of market exists. And people right. who's buying those things, spend that kind of money, it's going to go crazy searching for that specific year, specific crop, right? Right. Right now, they're saying that they blend it to be very close. That's because they're not putting out there for you to compare. Once they put it out there to compare, you're screwed. I'm not saying that you can't already. There, there is manufacturing day on the box. You know when your your box are manufactured, but if they put it out there, advertise it as, and make sure that you know, then that information becomes one of the things that you compare. And I think you also run into a situation where it the, the cigar changes over time anyway, because it's or, you know it's organic. It, it 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 mellows out, or you know there are nuances that that are once was there that's no longer there, or it picks up new newer things that that you're not. You know, for me, you know that. So, it's. I think you just have to smoke them. You just have to smoke them if you got them. Like that's really the key, yeah. right? You can't. You can't really. It's hard to chase this kind of a thing, and you know you can hope that you can hope that cigar is going to last or or will will be what it was. But you know your taste buds change as well, right? Your flavors, your oh yeah, well, not your flavors, but but the way you perceive the. You know, way things are done, it, it, it changes over time. So that, then you have that to deal with as well. So I don't know. It's an interesting conversation when it comes to, you know, was is this cigar I'm smoking now like it was back then? Um, you know, I think the memory uh, provides a, a, a more, you know, favorable, you know, idea of it than, than you know, that happens I with totally food understand. as well, right? Like we, I totally understand. I understand that you know, and I I have to see see it in the collector's point of view, right? Because like I I think my purchase budget is in the collector uh, range compared to mm-hmm. I just need a cigar to smoke, right? So we spend we will spend a lot of money on crazy cigars, and that's why a lot of crazy cigars, for, for example, Opus X will put the year that was released, even the same stock. You know, like in, you you will find the same cigar. They will say they will say. You know, uh, 2019, 2020, 2000, you know, there was still right the year that that particular one's released. And that gets you to start to compare, even though it's the same cigar. And and, and for, for people right. that are spending that kind of money to collect certain cigars and try to buy the best that their money can buy, they will do that, right? Uh, I, I know I would because uh, just for one example, if you tell Eric that he can find uh, Davidoff LE... 2022 perfecto right now you'll spend any money to find it he will probably spend any money how to much do you need customer. i'd be like how much like how much how much you want for the box <laughs> like just name your price i buy the whole thing right now <laughs> right it, it it will be like i'd rather spend the money to get it now than not 
but there are people that say just cigars, smoke it. You know, you know if it, or you, if if you like it, just buy more. If you don't like it, just don't. But you know, then it, the when you put the year on it, now he knows what year to look for. Because right now, if they release one that says 2023, 2024, he might not be interested. He he was like, I want the 2022 one. If there if if he can even tell a minor difference, and that would that would change the whole dynamic when you put the year on there. So in 20 years from now, when you pull that box out and you smoke one of them and it's not the same, not, then what? Oh, it's not taste well, like shit. too long. But ma- too most long. likely the collectors like me, it's just going to keep it there forever anyway. <laughs> I don't see the right? point. I'm just going to keep it, right? There's, there's plenty of people that keep like, you know, wines and, and, and bourbon just in their cabinet and never, never taste it. Never ever no. taste it. Never ever. Open. It's it's not okay, Martin. Martin, it's it's not the point of that. Is you know why, right? We we have endless no. supply. We have endless supply of cigar. Put it that way. That's why we would never finish but our cigar no matter what we do. Smoke the fucking thing. Fucking smoke the thing. First of all, we review, so we smoke different things every day. Right, every day we don't smoke. We don't review the same cigar every day. So that's right. already out there. Like we, we can, like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to brag here, but like a lot of people uh, that collect cigars have so much cigar that if I stop buying cigar today and smoke every single day, one cigar at a time, I, I can smoke until I die. But, you know, but that's, that makes it so that the things that we collect, we can actually keep it and not smoke it and just feel good about yeah. having it. Oh yeah. Just the, like, Hey, yeah, I got this box right here. Look at this. <laughs> Right. All right. I mean, if 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 Martin, you didn't have to review your Placencia Prensado, I mean, uh, uh, your your uh, uh, Patrimonio Prensado, mm-hmm. you didn't have to mm-hmm. open the box. You mm-hmm. will keep that thing closed forever until you die. Nope. Nope. No. Nope. I would actually wait until like a anniversary or something that came up with the Legion. I would bring a box and be like, "This box has been aging for three years. Let's all have one." I swear to God, I, I have four boxes right now, and one box is never going to be finished. Right? I, we can take out two or three boxes and say it's, three, it's been aged for three years. Let's smoke that one right now, too. I, mean, I can still have Eric, that one box assigned that never opened. I mean, Albert, yeah. would, you, would you be like the same way? Like, let's say you buy a box, you intend to smoke it, you save it for three to five years, and then you're waiting for like a moment, like a Legion meet or something. You take it and be like, hey, guys, I have this box. It's rare, and I want everybody to enjoy it with me. Well, that seems like as an example, as an example, we, I had two of the red Murcielagos, mm-hmm. and James, my brother, and I smoked it before he went back to Europe because I was like, we might as well smoke this thing, man. We heard people talking about it, heard Hector talking about it. He's like, oh, wow, you still have some of those? And he was... You know, yep. I don't know if he was shocked, but you know, he was it was surprising that we might have had him. And then, um, yeah, we're like, okay, so I felt like we, we should go ahead and smoke it and see what it tasted like. And we enjoyed we enjoyed it a lot. Exactly. In fact, I thought it, I thought it tasted a little bit more like the the gold. I mean, I'm sure it's different, different tobacco, and there's some other things different about it. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but it 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 definitely was milder than not milder. It was smoother than the, the current Murcielago. So that was a fun time. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm glad I had that experience with him. So that's, you know, it's, it's different perspectives, different, different ideas and stuff. But I'll tell you this, I want to get back to the review situation. So all three of y'all are reviewers. And you're asking, the original question was, does a review influence the buyer? 
the viewer to go out and buy a cigar, things like that. What is your reasoning for doing your reviews? What do you think that the your viewers are doing with your reviews? That would be my question for y'all. Okay. Uh, the reason I do my review is... I was going to say, Eric, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Lead the conversation. Yeah, my, I think my reason is the opposite of everybody else's uh, reason. So. I think so, too. But my reason is I just, I just want to document it, right? I just want to document why I smoke pretty yeah, much. It's like a journal. That's because I smoke so many cigar, different cigars. That I, I forgot why the seven years... If I only remember what I smoked when I started uh, the channel, right? Right. It, at, before that, I have no idea why I be smoking. <laughs> like I don't know why I've smoked through or not, and stuff like that. Sometimes I go to the shop. I was like, "Huh, did I smoke this one yet?" Like, <laughs> like you know, stuff like that. But yeah, that's what's my reasoning, and my reasoning is to find friends as well. Yeah, and I found you assholes. It worked out so good so far. Yeah. Gee, thanks. You're welcome. For me, I guess it's like, um, it's just a journal. It's an online journal, stuff that I smoked. And if I, I mean, I kind of look at it as like, if I didn't like it before, hey, I might like it next or next time I smoke it. I've done that. I swear to God, I did that with the Mercy Lago. I did not like it the first time I smoked it, but I smoked it. I never go back. I never go back. I smoked it again and then again. And I was like, hey, this shit's getting better and better. So... I ended up that's that's now one of my favorite cigars because it's it's really fucking good but when i first smoked it and reviewed it i didn't like it never go back what i don't like I so all three all three of y'all and i think tony's gonna say something similar but y'all you know so i was going with both of you so both of y'all are saying it's a journal now right that, that's what you're saying because mm-hmm. that that don't seem right to me man especially you martin now maybe now it's a journal right but what were you doing when you were doing your reviews Two years ago, three years ago. Just fucking around. Fucking around. <laughs> just fucking around. Just being funny. Right. But you're going after views. Review you're going after view view counts, subscribership, and yeah, that's true. And what was the other like you wanted people to sponsor you. You were looking for sponsorship. Yeah, subscribers, so like, sponsors, so you, so, all that shit. Okay, so so talk about that. Like, what what were you trying to get out of it? What do you think your viewers were getting out of your channel? Is my que- that's really the question I'm trying to drive at right now. So I started I started YouTube as a way to try to make more income, and for a long time it was slowly picking up. Um, but I was just having fun with it at the same time. So it was like I'm hanging out with people. I'm commenting and I have people commenting and I'm interacting with them. So it's like, it turned into something like, Hey, I can actually make a lot of friends with this, meet people, go to events and have fun and get invited to all these places. So at first it was more of like, just, I don't know, try to find viewers, try to find subscribers. And then it was like, okay, try to try to find sponsors and try to find all this stuff. And then I was like, hell, hey, I got a lot of friends now. I can actually meet up with people. If I go anywhere, I'll be able to hang out with anybody. So for me, right, I think I do it as a supplement to the live shows. There's a much rather chat, but like, you know, I, if I'm going to smoke a cigar and I'm talking for, with, you know, you guys on the on Discord, I might as well record it because I can talk to myself a few minutes anyway. That's totally fine with me. And I think that my 
my whole goal of my video isn't to tell you to buy a cigar. It's more like telling you not to buy a cigar. Like my <laughs> my thing is like this is how much it costs. Is it worth it? You know, I I, I say it in the in a collector's perspective, right? Is it worth my money? Is it worth that money? And and that's where I go with. You know, if it's worth your money, go buy. It. I don't care. Uh, if it's not worth my money, I tell you, it's not worth my money. I mean, like I just spend money too much money on this thing. And just what I tell people, you know, um, as you guys already know, we don't we don't have sponsors. We don't have um, a need for that. And I'm just doing it because it was you no. Know, at first, I was only doing so a little bit. And I hate editing and stuff like that. And good, thank goodness now I have iAlber. But uh, <laughs> you know, and this guy Eric just every day is like, you got to do a review for this. You got to do a review for that. Okay, fine, I do it. I'm smoking anyway. Oh yeah, and, and yeah, and it's just I think it got out of control because now I'm doing it every day. I feel like it's way too much, but I'm smoking anyway. I'm chatting anyway, so it yeah. didn't make much difference to me. Uh, but there was no a, I, I guess like a, oh, this is the goal. This is why I'm doing this for this cause. You know, this is why. No, and it's just like I'm smoking anyway. I'm just recording it. And I tell you my my experience. I won't even remember what I smoked, what I review already. I just know that I that's, did it because I'm talking that's to so something. true. Because when this video come out, I was like, "Hey, what? he's like, when did I smoke that thing?" <laughs> yeah, well, I, I you know I might recognize that that cigar taste. I might remember I smoked it. I don't remember if I smoked it for a review. I just remember you know, okay, is this whether or not this is worth it to me? Do I hate it? Do I like it? And that serves, like, I guess because you record it, you kind of have more recognition. Nah, not recognition. You, you, you remember that you, uh, the, the flavor of the cigar a little bit more. You remember the experience with the cigar a little bit more because you actually try to talk about it. You remember you're recording it. Uh, and, and you remember that a little bit more and makes, for me, myself, I make a little bit better decision. And I think it's a curse, really. Uh, you make a better decision while you buy when you go to a lounge. Because now you remember what you smoked and what they were like, and I think it's a curse because I already is really picky when I go to a shop buying cigars. I'm very picky already. I cannot find something I want to buy, and that makes it even harder now because now I remember all the shitty cigars that I smoked, and it's even shittier. So, uh, you know, it makes it even harder for me to buy a cigar in the lounge, try to smoke it there. That's why I usually like remember Albert when I went to the lounge with you. And I take like two rounds about the whole humidor. I didn't still pick a stick. It's like, it's so hard. It's like the hardest thing ever. Let me ask you a question. Yeah, Cause you look at all the cigar on the wall. You're like, I have this at home. I have that at home. I have this at home. I have that at home. All right, you have those separated. That's one category that you're not going to choose because you had to have all the cigar at home. Literally, a lot of cigars I'm looking at, I'm like, I got boxes of those at home. So I'm not going to buy them because now I'm buying an inflated price, right? In the shop, it's got to be inflated price. So I'm not going to buy those. So I'm going to start to find something I haven't smoked before, right? Now, the haven't smoked before has two categories. Haven't smoked, interesting. And haven't smoked, not interesting. The majority of them are haven't smoked, not interesting, right? And the rest are, I smoked it and they sucked. So I'm not going to get those either. Move it away. So my category of something that I could buy, or I should buy, is very, very, very tiny. Very, very, very tiny. And then at the end, you still have to decide, once you decide which one you got to buy, is how much they inflate it in the store to sustain the business, right? And and that's where my cigar review is kind of based about, right? Is that price worth it, right? So 
if I buy this at five dollar, oh, and actually no, if I buy this at twenty dollars, I smoke that at home, and it's only worth ten dollars to me. I go to a shop, it's twenty five. I definitely not gonna buy it. So that's why you know my review is like a curse for myself because I give a price at the end to myself, and next time when I see the price, I'll be like, "You kidding me? You gotta charge twenty five dollar for this shit." It's a five dollar bundle bundle cigar with the with the banner. <laughs> so right. you guys never review a cigar and then pick it up again at a lounge? If it's good, yeah, we do. If it's good, yeah, it, it has to be very good because we are paying that inflated price. Yeah. So it has to be more than what it's worth at the moment I smoked it. Okay. And I and I don't go back to the one that I think is shitty, ever. The box probably the cigar I have in Vietnam probably sit there forever until I give it away or something. Yeah. Like I would never choose another midnight oil in my life in the store ever. <laughs> That's a great cigar, man. It's absolutely great, but it's not worth the price. Hey, I liked it. <laughs> I hope thinking. you do. He does. He really does. That, that, yeah, that's, gonna be, that's gonna be Christmas raffle for my team. <laughs> but the Aventure King's Gold, you probably would, right? Oh yeah, I would. That, oh, yeah. that, I, I find that a lot of Aventures uh, cigars are amazingly good, like surprisingly good. Like I yeah. thought they all gotta be shit, but they were pretty good. Yeah, they're surprisingly tasteful. Yeah. So yeah, I reviewed that. I mean, but that's the thing. How many stores that I go to over here is gonna have that cigar? Yeah, even right, when you go to the lounge, the selection is very limited. When you buy online, selection is almost infinity, right? Because they can, so long as they place store, they can put boxes there. Yep. But if you go to a store, it's more like whatever they can display is what you can get. And then that that's the curse right there. Like, you know. That's, that's uh, why I hate like small humidor inside a lounge. I was like, come on. I need a bigger selection than this. You know, that's the problem. For me, I, I went to a lot of shops and people will say, that shop is nice and whatever. And I look at their humidor, I get disappointed. I get very disappointed because I feel like their humidor is no bigger than my basement. That's messed up. <laughs> oh, man. Right? I feel like they, they, they might have a lot of selection. But like, again, I have a bunch that's already been excluded the moment I walk in, right? The category mm-hmm. getting excluded. So, you know, I go in there, might be only one corner that I can consider. So, like, I go in there, I feel very disappointed. It's like, oh, everybody have all these. Right? I go in the first thing, I exclude General Cigar, period. Mm-hmm. Any of the General Cigar stuff, it gets excluded. Because they're everywhere. I can smoke that anytime. I'm going out there to hang out. Why am I smoking a General Cigar? Okay. Yep. Like, like, what are the chances of me buying Oliva next to zero? Oh, I don't buy Oliva. If I go to the I never do. Right? So, that gets excluded. And that's a majority of the most walls that you walk into. Is that right? about it's General Cigar's heritage. Now. Is about I could get them exactly like Tony said. You could get them anywhere, anywhere. Right? right. Why? So when you walk into a humidor, you're looking for something that's new, something you haven't smoked yet, or Davidoff. <laughs> well, something that I haven't smoked yet. We don't. Yeah. You, you, know you will find that I rarely buy Davidoff in the yeah. store. You know, unless I'm going there specifically by Davidoff, I rarely that's, buy Davidoff in the store. That's different, right? Yeah. And if I see a Davidoff that I don't have or I haven't seen, yeah, I will buy it. Yeah. Like, if I go to lounge and hang out with friends, I try not to smoke Davidoff because I know the surrounding friends, majority of them, are not going to smoke something like that. So I try to not smoke something that's way out of the range unless I, I mean, have one or two friends that will smoke the same range. I don't know. I mean, I've gone to lounges and people are smoking, like, fucking expensive cigars, but it doesn't bother me. 
it might not bother you, but I feel like it's awkward. Like for example, you'll never see me go into a lounge with a bunch of you guys, laid up an oro blanco. Mm. Why am I? Well, I'm trying to enjoy time oh. there. I'm not trying to show off there. Why am I laying I mean, that up? It's it's I a cigar that's it. not worth the money. I don't look at it like that. It's like okay, you can smoke that. Cool. How is it? No, but that's the thing. Now that's it became thing. like all about me talking about a cigar yeah. now. I was like, you know, if you're smoking, it's like, okay, maybe, to, you know, you ask a question, you already care about it. You already, there's a look to it already, right? Because you asked about $600 cigars. It's like. And besides, what am I supposed to say? Martin, I got four reviews. Go look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you go to a lounge, you're sharing time with friends. You want to, number one, smoke a cigar you might not have tasted before. Or number two, a cigar that's interesting and tastes good. And that's a very hard thing to do for people that buys a lot of cigars. I don't know. I'm kind of, I mean, there's a lounge here called elite. Albert, you've been there. They've got a fucking huge selection. I think Tony, the way he's saying, I don't think he would find a fucking single cigar in there that he would like or want to smoke. Dude, the, the one that me and Albert go to, it wasn't small either. And I took two laps before I grab anything. When we are at empire, me and Eric was there circling like five, six, seven, eight rounds. And in the end, we just grabbed the freaking Royal because we couldn't find anything else. Yeah, wow. we couldn't find anything else. Yeah. Like me and Tony just go zip, 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 zip. And yeah, we couldn't find shit. We went to Davidoff. I couldn't buy one we want to buy. Yep. And literally the first wow. thing we walked in was, mm-hmm. do you have Oro Blanco or buy an entire box? I think you are just too picky, man. I to think be, so To too. be honest. I really yep. do. It's just, yeah, you are picky. No, so let me ask you. Uh, uh, no, hold on, Albert. Just think of it this way, all right? You're a guy that is spaghetti every single day in your life at home. Spaghetti every single day. When you go out to eat, or you gotta, uh, you gotta order spaghetti. Depends on how they do the spaghetti, man. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> spaghetti. You already eat spaghetti at home every single day. You're not when you go out. It. You're not gonna order spaghetti. I get that. I get it. I mean, I don't know. You could be like, Paul I think. Walker. It, I think when you go to a when you go to a lounge when you, <laughs> so when you go to a lounge you and I catch myself doing this it's a frame of mind as to what I'm what I'm what I'm gonna be happy with and so yeah I'll, I'll walk around and only I'll settle for something I've, I've already smoked or I'm familiar with or whatever um, and so you know I think I think some of that's just frame of mind that might be something that we want to talk about in a future episode but uh, I do want to go back to the reviewers. What do you think some of the other reviewers out there, what is their motivation for doing reviews? Are they looking to try to influence people? Money. Are, money. Bling, bling. Money. Oh, you money. think so? To me, oh, I see it all the time. The thing is, I think you know, here's the thing that bothers me the most, okay? is every cigar, like there are, there are a lot of cigar reviewers that, that basically say every cigar is great. Yes. Yeah, they're fucking lot. Like, come on, right? But the thing is, I think there is reviewer out there that uh, actually actually care about the cigar and stuff like that. They would not think, enough, not enough. You know, I I think there's a lot of them that like you know, especially if they review uh, one brand a lot and they say every single one of them are good, they're fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's the, yeah. You cannot you cannot expect one brand every single cigar in that brand are great. Yeah, I, I'm not saying all of them, right? I'm just saying there is a few out there that actually care about the cigar like how good it is or how bad it is right yeah i mean i mean that's a that's a problem i think that we we are uh 
there's not enough reviewers that's willing to say a cigar is bad because there are a lot of them that sponsor a lot of them get free cigars a lot of them you know based it depends on that even if the cigar is bad they were just like oh yeah it's not too bad it's not, they use the word not bad i mean just like you know just because it's not bad does not mean it's good you know so i, I think that's a, that's a problem with a lot, a lot of reviewer i'm not i'm not doing that to to i'm not saying that's because i i think i'm better than anybody else I'm just saying that because I do watch it and I am tired of people that say every cigar is good because they'll try to push that cigar or, or you know, uh, uh, do, basically I, I, I scratch your back, you scratch my back to the cigar brand that they're reviewing. That's no, really man. annoying. Pros a pair of balls and, you know, just say that shit is trash. I mean, That's you funny. guys saw my reviews. I, I Half the time, I didn't like the fucking shit I was smoking. <laughs> like the, thing, the thing is funny is you, you don't like the shit you smoke, but you tell people to buy it. I tell people to try it. Yeah, I didn't like it. No, 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 no. Martin, don't hate me for this. Martin, don't hate me for this. But every time you receive a cigar for free to smoke, you say it was good, including no, that Villager crap. No, I didn't. Just no. saying, you know, you don't have to no. agree, but, you know, people can go back and it's like, you know, if that cigars that I sent to him, by you know a specific company in a box you see it if you find an episode with the unboxing you gotta find an episode of that cigar is good nope nope okay yeah you don't have to agree i'm just saying the cigar that you say is bad are, are, are only 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 bad ones i seen are either fans and over or okay, you no, no 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 crown heads number one crown heads will not send me cigars because i told them that i didn't like the cigars Remember yeah, you also no, never review them again after that. <laughs> yeah. And you learn from that. So, <laughs> and I think every time after that, there's no more bad cigars. No, that's not true. You. That's not true. Like to me, I don't give a fuck if you sponsor me or not. I'm I, I wish, I wish I still have those footage. You know, it's like, it's like my team makes sure that all those footage are burned. <laughs> nah. Nah. But even I have some Davidoff that I say that's total trash. Yeah, I bash on my freaking oh. favorite brand. So there you go. Yeah, if if anybody go watch that Cuban crafter Davidoff review. <laughs> yeah, even freaking Tony framed the Opus X better than I did. And that's my fucking cigar. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's that's why I rate my price, right? Yeah. Because I, even bad cigar has a value, right? You can, I can agree with that, right? Even bad cigar has value. I mm -hmm. mean, there are, there are one cigar we both rate either $1 or $0. We all know what cigar that is. Yes. We have one cigar that's not worth a penny. That's worth nothing. Every, I, I think every cigar has a value. Except for a sentimental gift. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, I think every cigar has a specific value. At the end, it is hard work. Uh, to get there, but whether or not they taste good or bad, you know, just like rice, you know, the there fuck? are some rice that taste good and right. some rice that taste bad. That's true. Well, if you can't tell the difference between rice, you have no palate, man. <laughs> I mean, there are rice brands that I prefer. I'll say that. No, rice has flavor. No, rice has flavor. And some of them are just really bad. Some of them are really bad. Yeah. Anybody tell you that rice all taste the same? No, they don't. And this is why some rice. Hey, uh, cost like three hundred bucks a bag, right? This is they're just that good. And we I have a rice cooker that's at over a thousand dollars because we care about rice. I ain't never had a bag of rice that cost me three hundred dollars. 
You're in the wrong place, bro. bro. Same, bro. <laughs> the king of all rice. Go to Japan, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm good, bro. <laughs> king of all rice. I think go my to bag, Japan. My bag of rice costs the most, like a hundred bucks. No, no. You gotta go buy the three hundred dollars small bag of rice. Then you gotta go buy the diamond crusted um, uh, uh, rice cooker for a thousand eighteen hundred dollars, and then you make that rice Dude, and you gotta eat it, and then you gotta have orgasm. My rice cooker is costing freaking four hundred bucks. So I'm just saying, it's already expensive for me. <laughs> well, yeah, right. Average price, right? That's like the the elephant brand or the tiger brand. It's gonna cost you four hundred bucks. That's standard. I'm talking about eighteen hundred dollar diamond crusted rice cooker. All right, it's gonna give you the rice that will get you orgasm from your mouth all the way to your ass. Bro, if I wow. swear to God, if I spend my money on that and it fucking tastes like just like my rice, I'm gonna. Mm. No, it's got to taste exactly the same. <laughs> That's why I got don't, <laughs> don't make me friendly. No, it's got to cook a little bit more even. It's got to cook a little bit more even. You know how you when you cook the rice and yeah, they open yeah. it up, you stir it? Some yeah. parts are wetter than the other. The diamond yeah. crust, they are more even. So more even? You're not going to have one person getting one bite and go like, hey, that bite tastes like shit. Yeah, the, yeah well, because you know. the, there's a wetness and dryness. It's not even. There are people that do rice cooker reviews. Wow. And that greatly influenced me to spend money on rice cookers. Oh, damn. They, wow. they, they got you. They got you. Yeah. Yeah. They got me. You know, when it comes to food, I will spend the money on it. So it will, it will, it will greatly influence me by looking at the reviews and cigars. I, like I said, it's, it's hard. It's hard because, okay, for rice, you feed it to everybody. It tastes the same, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. If I feed you a bite of rice, it probably tastes the same to everybody. Oh. But cigar, it doesn't. It doesn't. Your opinion, pretty much, we can assume, means shit. Because what you taste might not be what I taste. I don't know, man. Rice some tastes different, man. No, 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 no. Uh, it either tastes like nothing or it tastes like something, right? For rice. More or right? less, yeah. people who would, The people who have no palate, rice is going to taste like nothing. Tastes yeah, like, well, like we, whatever you put on there. We eat rice every day, so... Yeah. Right, right. So there you can tell the difference. But like, you know, I'm talking about, you know, that's a standard thing. You know, salt tastes like salt, sugar tastes like sugar. There's no question there, right? There's no debate there, right? So because there's no debate there, we can say, okay, we can assume that the food are going to taste somewhat uh, um, relatively the same to everybody through a review. But cigar is not. Cigar is not. Like everybody tastes cigar can taste different things, technically. Right? It's what you can pick up or else it's just that it tastes like tobacco, right? And, and and I think the the biggest thing on the review is they tell you what they taste. But that's the thing. A lot of time, to a lot of people who cannot pick up notes, that's full of shit. It's full of a shit. A whole pile of shit. Full of shit with a lot of people. So, yeah. Like, there are, I, I don't know how many people I heard from. It's like, I you know, when people say that I taste chocolate, I taste, you know, uh, walnut, I taste nothing. Right? And, and and here's the thing though I, a lot of time i read a review and i smoke the same cigar i look at the review again like you're full of shit i don't taste any of that like you make it you made it sound like it's heaven all i taste is five dollar cigar you know what you thought sound like it sound like bell <clears throat> i'm just an example right example right <laughs> there are people that write a review that make it sound like heaven oh yeah to help promote the cigar and Charlie when Manado. you smoke it you're like you're like I don't taste any of that. Charlie Monado has a reputation for doing that. 
<laughs> you get some fucking weird off the wall flavors. <laughs> you know, you get you get this one person who's writing the review, a freaking English major that loves like I don't know Shakespeare. He writes a whole thing about a romantic story about this one cigar. You're like, all right, you got me. I go buy one. You smoke it. Instead of a romantic story, you got a murder mystery. <laughs> And that bothers me. So that's why, like I say, the content of the cigar review didn't influence me as nearly as much as what they showed me. Like I can watch it mute, completely mute. I just look at the pictures and look at the videos, look at their reactions to it, and not necessarily hear what this. Because all right, does cigar reviews information when it comes to what wrapper, what binder, what filler influence you that much? Not yeah. at all. Not at all. For me, yeah, not at all. Why? I will still try the cigar. Yeah, Either way, it doesn't matter what's made out of. I just gotta try it. There's a reason why I don't research about my cigar before I smoke it. That doesn't influence me one bit. Because I like the way you... a blend is. Like if I, I I know what tobaccos taste like, I can differentiate the taste in tobaccos. So if it sounds like something that I wouldn't like, I won't probably grab it. But but you, you realize how dumb that is because right now more a lot of cigars out there are Braleafs, San Andreas, and all that stuff. Do mm-hmm. they taste the same? No. So that information doesn't do shit, but, right? I, I think all the new cigar, like all, just, just look at all the new cigars that came out this year. I, I'll say at least a quarter of it is Braleaf or San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Let's say you just only like Braleaf and San Andreas. That's the only rapper you're looking for. That's the only blood you're looking for. And you know no. Yeah, so that information shouldn't influence you. Like most of the time, right? Because even if you look at something, and you're, you're telling me that there is no shitty San Andreas. There is. Yeah, so yeah, that information doesn't do you any good. If you're, how you're looking for San Andreas, it's still pick up a shit cigar. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I could care less about the blunt, tell the truth. Unless it's a good cigar? Yeah. Unless it's a good cigar, then yes. I like, yo, what they using, right? It's something like that. Other than that, eh. but like you can find a cigar with the exact same leaf and does not taste the same. Yep. But right? yeah. That's the problem with the review is that it gives you so much information to compare, but uh, half that information doesn't, it's not constant. There is no common de- denominators to really compare. Because when they say Ecuadorian Habano, let's say that's an example, right? It really doesn't tell you much other than the fact that it's Ecuadorian Habano. It doesn't tell you what farm they came from. It doesn't tell you how long it's been aged, how it was the fermentation process. It doesn't tell you any of that. It's basically looking at a menu that says this, uh, this whole category is rice. This whole category is vegetable. This whole category is chicken. But you don't, you, you don't know what they are. You just know that it has that in there and they, they all taste different. Unless you got to tell me like when you go to a restaurant, you order everything on that rice category tastes the same. It doesn't. Yeah, I think it's a challenge with reviewers is it's a very subjective thing when you when you're reviewing a coffee maker or a rice cooker, there are very um, tangible things about it. There are non, you know, non subjective things, right? I guess objective, I guess that's the word where it it either is it's made of this or it's made like this or it's not. But when you think about a cigar, yeah, it's it's definitely there are so many variables like you're saying that they don't tell you, and they don't tell you for a reason because it's their it's their recipe, it's their combination that they came up with, their blend. So they're not going to give you a lot of those details, uh, even if they did. 
even if one company did it, the others won't. So you have no way to compare those things to. And so, yeah, you're just, you're kind of left with um, the entertainment value of the reviewer is, is probably where this is all going to rest. You know, do, right. are you, do you like listening to this person? Do you think they have interesting conversation or they bring up different points or they share different things about, they tell a story, you know, uh, those are the things that are probably going to draw you to a reviewer. And, and would that influence you to buy? Probably would. Probably would. So just as much as if a, a friend or, you know, somebody at a shop said, hey, you know, try this out. This is, you know, to me, it's a pretty good cigar. Or you walk in and you see that everybody's buying it, right? So you go up and you 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 buy it before it's gone or you, you know, you try, try one out. And, you know, those are the things that influence you. And chances are you're probably going to smoke it and enjoy enjoy it to some degree you know it granted you might take two puffs off of it and set it down and say why do i know that was coming why do i know that was coming (laughs) (laughs) that's one extreme of it but you don't see that happen and you don't see that often very you don't see that very often really you know you don't see people trying something out and just putting it down you know that's very few um that's a very rare occurrence so it's it's very rare yeah. but I, I i can honestly tell you that day i was in that humidor for a long time and i found i you know you know i'll try something new and that really disappointed me like it disappointed sure. me so much i was like you know it's not worth my time that's why i got oh, so pissed was, off i just put it down it was on the it was on the feature table as well right yeah. it was like oh wow we just got these in and you should give it a shot it, it disappointed so, me a lot so much that i just uh, you know what not worth my time you know in fact I, like, he had he had the red meat, the the, the Dunbarton meat uh, lover. red meat. Meat lover. Um, yeah, meat lover cigar. Meat lover. Well, there was a, there was a one called red meat too. Yeah, the red meat I lover. Is. I think maybe there is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, and you know, it didn't. I didn't pick one up. <laughs> I didn't pick one up because I just I just felt like yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna wait and see, kind of see how this goes and. You know, if a lot of people were smoking it and talking about it, I might. No, but just, it just didn't. Really, you be like, yeah. "Hey, Eric, just pick it up and smoke it." And if you would tell me how it is, I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you, yeah. with me, problem is that the guy has no control. There's no control. You know, when you do a comparison, you need a control, right? The guy has no control, right? right. If you go, like I say, we, we, like something tangible or something like a machine or something like that has control. You know what an average, uh, you know, rice cooker is gonna do. The minimum is gonna do is gonna cook rice. That's a control, and you can buy a, another one, buy a different unit, and see how it performs, outperforms it. But you can get one Connecticut; it's not going to be the same as another Connecticut. And the majority of Connecticut might taste the same, but none of them has the same blend. And, and, and you know that's why there's no control to compare it to, and there's no way to set your expectation, other than in the end, somebody tell you the cigar is good or cigar is bad, right? And 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 that specifically. All right. Specifically, what tell you that for sure is top twenty-five cigar reviews at the end of the year. Now, here's the thing, right? If I, one cigar is cigar of the year last year, why wouldn't it be somewhere in the top twenty-five the next year if it's that good? It's still in the market, but if it's that good, it should be always in the top twenty-five, right? Yeah. It should never disappear. Do if it disappeared, there's something wrong there. Right, that means it's not that good. So number one cigar of like you know one year should be the next year's page as somewhere in the top twenty-five because and the only reason should be because another cigar beat it. Yep. Right, and that's that. Those two cigars should be in the next one, 
you know, because those two cigars were that good that, you know, unless some other cigar beat it, 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 it should stay in the, in the top 25, right? You don't see uh, someone that goes to the racetrack when this year, when next year, and then, uh, you know, and then someone's, all of a sudden just disappear the next year after that. Because, you know, if it's good, it stays on the list. But the fact that 25 uh, list is always different every year is because there's no control. There's no control on it. There's nothing to compare. It's all subjective. It's actually emotional. More, more than that. Like, if you have a good day, a shitty cigar tastes good. If you have a bad day, a shitty cigar tastes like shit. And that's why sometimes we have to go in back and revisit a cigar, right? It's like, oh, when I feel differently, I smoke that cigar, I might feel different. A lot of time we might smoke the same box of cigar. One cigar is just total shit. And when we go back the next day, it's like, I don't remember this thing being this good because it's subjective. And that's the problem with the, what, how much, that, that's why I question, right? Sometimes I question how much um, value are we giving with those reviews? I mean, I, I know that's mostly entertainment value. And, but there, there are some cigars that are so boring, I can't add anything to it. It's like, this cigar just sucks. <laughs> and Albert will be like, you need to add something to your review. There's nothing to there. I'm like, yeah, sorry. This cigar just sucks. There's not, nothing I can add to it. <laughs> I, I am not going to pretend it's good, you know? Don't worry. He said the same thing to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Him and Val said it's nothing. Oh, shit. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not much to talk about a lot of time. You just give the information that you need to. And, and let's be honest, right? All the information that we provided can be found online for less than a minute. You don't have to watch an 18-minute thing. You'll find all that information in a minute. You're the only one that make 18, 20-minute video, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Three parts. <laughs> Three parts in a summary. Yeah. True. Three parts in a summary. So, I, I don't know. And you're the only one that makes picking up ashes, you know. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, you got it. That's why I say it's, inter- it's more entertainment value than content. You just happen to get entertained while you have that content. But the same, the, the, the thing I said is that all that information, the spec, were released the moment the cigar was released. Before you even get to your hand, the information is out there. Oh yeah. And this is why I kind of have like, like, how much does that cigar review or write up influence you? Because it's actually public information, even though they don't give out information. The dumbest shit is like undisclosed. I think that's the dumbest shit ever. But I think we can we can have that in the next episode. Let's talk about undisclosed cigars. That's the dumbest shit ever. Yeah. Right. To me, it's kind of intriguing. Oh my god. You guys think that's a good topic to talk about undisclosed cigars? Is it an hour conversation? I don't yeah, know. That's the thing. It's gonna be an hour. Well, uh, then we can do undisclosed versus disclosed. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, that would that would go for a long time. All right, so uh, between now and next week, go do some research on some undisclosed cigars. We'll talk about those. How, you know, we should smoke some. Go smoke some undisclosed cigars. Okay, I will. I got a few. All right, so I, I, I think I, will, I, I think I, the Island Gym I think is one of them. No, the Island Gym is not. Island Gym no. is not. Island is, is flavor, isn't it? No, no, no. no. No, Island Gym. Island Bay is undisclosed. Yeah, Byron is undisclosed. Island Gym, I don't know. Island Gym is San Andreas. It's undisclosed. It's not. I think Tony's looking it up. You looking it up, yeah, Tony? I'm looking it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at Island Gym. By Oscar? Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, no, it's disclosed. Yeah. Uh, it's Ni- Nicaraguan Jalapa and San Andreas. Oh, they have Nicaraguan Jalapa. I hate that cigar. And why I like that region. <laughs> yeah, the wrapper is Nicaragua Jalapa, the binders Honduras, fillers Honduras. 
uh, depends on which one you pick. The whole Koroho, they, they're not undisclosed. Yeah, they're not. I know they're not. Because I've researched about it before. Yeah, another one says rapper is uh, San Andreas, which... Oh yeah, so it's a San Andreas, but Nicaragua and Jalapa. And then the binder is Honduran. Honduran, I feel it's Honduran. That, yeah, it's, it's disclosed. No, no, Mark. Yeah, we can find some. Oh, I, I'll find a list of, uh, like, you know, probably find a list of undisclosed, undisclosed cigars. We can talk about those. All right. So, yeah, that's it for this particular episode of podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of part I'm going to cut out for no reason. But, yeah, we'll cut it out. Uh, particularly anything that Eric said. <laughs> <laughs> that's so messed up, man. Come on. Oh God! Just anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that's this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll come back to the next episode. Hopefully, we'll record something about uh, the undisclosed cigar, since I think that will be an interesting topic. We'll talk about that in the next episode. Okay. So I'll see you guys in the next episode. Or disclosed but wrong information. What are you talking about? You won't know if it's wrong information for John. Oh, we found one oh, that was wrong. One. Yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll talk about that. Yep, we'll talk about that. So I'll, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye, see guys. You guys. Later. See you. see you later. All right, bye-bye. You've been listening to the In the Shadows podcast. There's nothing like a fine cigar, and that's our passion. And on the show, we'll talk about everything and anything cigars. And you know what happens when you get a bunch of guys together smoking cigars. The conversations go on and on. And that is what this show is all about. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. Remember, everything you need is on YouTube at Soy Sauce Assassin. The live show is every Wednesday and Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And get cigar reviews. Wishing you long ashes. We'll see you next time on In the Shadows Podcast.